we welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We host multiple opportunities to learn more about the Arabian horse, and we share the breed for horse lovers of all ages. We Love Arabian Horses is sponsored by Markel, the insurance company with Horse Sense. To learn more about the We Love Arabian Horses Foundation, please visit our website at weloveArabianHorses.com. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Kostel with We Love Arabian Horses, and I'm here today with Nedra Johnson. And Nedra is with the Arabian Horse Riding Academy. Hello, Nedra. Hello, Paul. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you well, so much. We're thrilled to chat with you. And, you know, one of my big subjects that is uh, very important is lesson programs. And you're giving one of the greatest lesson programs in the country right now. And we really appreciate your time to chat with us and share with us a little bit about all that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm super passionate about the grassroots, um, you know, part of the Arabian horse industry where the riders are made and, you know, the future trainers are developed. It's definitely my passion well starting about talking about the future you got started at some point what was the beginning genesis for you with Arabian horses and your passion today yeah it's it's a neat story I was um a hunter jumper rider you know it was kind of where I was funneled I had always loved Arabians and you know followed them in the magazines and whatnot and saw them at the fair but didn't really have an an entrance so I was riding hunter jumpers, and my hunter jumper injured herself. And um, Anne and Millie Simic had an Arabian farm in Burbank, Mariposa Stables, I think it was called. And they had a half Arabian mare named Star Zara, and they let me take a lesson on her. And I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and that lesson completely changed how I thought about horses. She was just the quintessential versatile Arabian. I felt like she read my thoughts and I was hooked after that. It was the only thing I would ride <laughs> from that day forward. That's fantastic. Well, bringing you to today, you're now giving out lessons and you're training young folks how to become horsemen. Is that part of your mission statement? Yeah, that's for sure. One of the unique things about my program is, you know, the kids right away start, um, they do everything hands-on. They have to catch their own horse, tack their own horse. If it needs medicine, they have to do that. If it needs food, they have to do that. So, you know, I have kids as young as five years old that are tacking their horse or pony by themselves. You know, I kind of will do the bridle and check the girth, but, um, you know, I want to make riders that are independent and can go ride anywhere and be safe and feel confident. So I think that's something really unique about my program. People are always impressed when they see the five-year-old tack up her 15 freehand yeah. half Arab for the first time. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Well, let's go back to uh, the Arabian Horse Riding Academy is housed at Om El Arab. So tell yes. people where that is and how you got set up there and how you, how it's been since you got started. Yeah, so Omel Arab is located in the San Inez Valley, which used to be known as the Valley of the Arabian Horse, which is in the central coast of California. It's beautiful. It's God's country here. It's so pretty. Um, and they have been leading Arabian horse breeders for over 50 years. Um, they Generally, there's, you know, 150 horses on site, so it's really provided just a great opportunity for my kids to see a lot of different things. They've seen stallions be collected, babies be born, you know, and everything in between that comes with 
you know, managing a large herd. So it really provides a great education. Um, and we ended up there because of COVID. It was one of those, like, good things that came out of COVID is I was operating my business out of a public boarding stable, and it just wasn't working, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. You know, there were too many people coming and going, and no one was following protocol. So I really needed, like, a private situation where I could keep the kids safe, and um, control um, the egress and ingress of general population. So um, uh, that's kind of how I ended up at Omel Arab, and it's been the greatest blessing. And I, you know, I realized being there that every breeding farm in the country should have a lesson program. Yanina has already sold horses to clients from my program. You know, it's just such a natural fit to connect the two together. And also, you know, this is a hard business. Running a successful lesson program takes a lot of work and a lot of time. And for the first time of me doing this in, you know, 20 years, I also have a support. Like I have, you know, just built in moral support. I have someone that I can go to that shares the same goals with me, that shares the same passions with me. So it's really been more than a blessing that I could have even imagined. I just thought I was getting a facility that I liked, and it turned out that I was getting so much more. And it, it's right. just a very mutually beneficial relationship. So, Well, I can see where, you know, a lesson program um, is a business into itself. And a lesson program housed at a, a major show barn is a conflict in terms of time and space of the arena and the horses and the applications and the usage. So a breeding farm might be a better fit for a lesson program to fit right into its national flow of, you know, daily and weekly activities. Absolutely, Paul. You're so right. Like, it, you know, there's no – we go to shows, but we go to fun day shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? We go to little gymkhanas or we'll go to a fun Arabian day show or – you know, whatever. But yeah, we're not interfering with high-end clients that are paying a lot of money for their time to be with their trainer one-on-one. -on -one. You know, they quite frankly don't want 10 kids running around. <laughs> so, you know, but a breeding well, it's more farm it's is more great. Yeah, it's more dedicated yeah. to that particular application. Yeah, and the horses love my kids. The horses, I mean, the breeding stallions, the mares, the babies, they get so excited when the kids come and um you know this the kids all have their favorite stallion and it's just so nice that it just changes the way they think about stallions you know we had our, our five-year-old riding el nabila around and um our other little girl sits on omel shawan and they have like a really special bond so it's like you know it's just breaking through all it's these good. stereotypes and it gives the horses an opportunity to you know, have their softer side where it's not business. It's just about cuddling with the kids and stuff. So give a give a short answer as to your program and kind of like some key differentiators of what you're doing that's different. And I probably could talk to you for three hours about this. So just give us <laughs> a, a short version. Yeah, I would say probably, you know, one of the first points is that my program is hands-on from day one. So, you know, the kids are doing everything, catching their horse, doing all that. Also, I kind of believe in kids' intuition. So everyone, we have bareback, western, or hunt, or even saddle seat riding, and I kind of let the kids decide, and they all try everything. 
Um, a lot of my kids do get stuck on riding bareback all the time, so I make them ride in a saddle twice a week um, just so, you know, we have saddle Saturdays and all that. But I think, you know, the bareback riding with a lot of, like, lunge work and no hands work really builds confidence, builds an independent seat. And then I kind of let them pick their passion, whereas I think other programs want to funnel them to do rodeo or do pony club or do this. For me, I let the child kind of decide what they want to do and right. what they want to pursue. Well, that's fantastic. And I know there's probably another 100 questions that come after that, so maybe we'll interview you again for more details on that. Sure, so let sure. Me, let's talk yeah, about the horses time. for a second because explain how many horses you have and, like, like their age ranges and where, what their background is. Yeah, so right now my program has um, 13 horses, and I do – they're all pure and half Arabians. Um, every once in a while I would let another breed come in, but not usually. And then the only exception I make for that is ponies. Um, some of our – we have a lot of smaller, younger riders, and they're just more comfortable with the ponies even though the Arabians are better behaved. So we start them on the ponies. So I do have um, two Icelandic ponies, a Welsh, a couple Welsh ponies, and a Shetland pony. So, But otherwise, it's um, pure and half Arabians. They're all, our youngest Arabian, I think, is 17 this year. Our oldest one is 27. So I am a big believer in the old retired show horses or um, – you know, horses that are trained that maybe don't want to show for physical or mental reasons, this is the perfect life for them. They get ridden three days a week by, you know, kids that weigh 60 pounds, and they get to teach those kids all that they know. And because um, well, they'll kind of dumb down for the beginners, but as the kids progress, the horses will show them more buttons that they have. So it's really, they're just the ideal teachers. So most of these horses, you said 17 is the youngest age, right? Yeah, yeah. Most so of my most horses of them are, are prior. 20s. Okay, so they were prior yeah. show horses? Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of retired show horses. Um, and I just find, you know, Arabians just age so well. You know, they're still, mm -hmm. my horses are still so beautiful. They look good. People think they're like 10. Um and, you know, some of them require a little maintenance, but that's okay. Um, everyone kind of does at a certain point. So um, we're happy to do it, you know, to keep them happy and keep them working. And they feel like they have a purpose. So no, a lot great. of horses have come to us after being on the back burner and sitting for years. And it's amazing that in six months to a year, they look so much better and so much younger we do before and afters in our barn all the time, and we're just blown away. We don't even recognize the horse that came to us from the horse that's, um, you know, being used in the lesson program. It's really special. That's exciting. So let's switch to, like, the lesson program. How many lessons are you giving a week? How many kids are coming through per week? Like, give some numbers to your program. Yeah. So I mostly um, try and get everyone into group lessons. And our group lessons are anywhere from five to ten kids. Sometimes there's a little more. Sometimes there's a little less. We teach six days a week. Um, we rotate the horses to make sure, you know, they have a few days off a week. Um, so they, you know, stay fresh and stay loving their job. Um, and then we also have a summer camp. Summer camp is a big, I mean, we have hundreds of kids come through in the summer. We have about, you know, 10 to 14 kids a day. 
for 10 weeks of summer. So we get people from out of town and um, tourists and stuff, as well as our regulars. That's um, fantastic. So the mm-hmm. summer camp, obviously, it's a little day camp because there's no overnight facilities there. Yeah, we just do a day camp. So we right. ride in the mornings. Sometimes we'll ride in the afternoons if it's cool. But usually we um, – my favorite part is we take the horses on a walk through the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got 14 horses and kids of all sizes and ages leading horses. I mean, to say we're pretty popular with the neighbors. They love it. They really love those morning walks. So That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's um, talk a little bit more about the community itself and how, how a program like yours feeds the Arabian community at all levels and all in all aspects. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I mentioned, you know, some of my – previous clients have bought horses from breeding farms and then they go on to show at the regional or um you know class a level um and most of the kids once they're kind of hooked into that they'll show at the national level and um you know i liked it my kids were winning nationals trophies at youth nationals but before that the week before we were at a 4-h show where they have to do everything they have to load and unload the horses, clean the stalls, you know, and get judged on all that. So I think it's it's interesting to combine um, the best of both worlds. And, you know, I'm really close to Jim Lowe. He's just down the street. So when the kids start expressing that they want to go on more, that's kind of where I turn them over to him. And then I just get to be the cheerleader and then start on the next generation of kids that, you know, will be show horses. But not not all of the kids, that's not all of their passion. So right. a lot of them just want to, you know, kind of do what we do and go on trail rides and stuff like that. So Well, you had mentioned something about, you know, these children then as adults, where do they go and what do they become? Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting because um, I've been doing this for so long that I, you know, feel like I've raised a generation of, you know, horse men and women. And it's so exciting to me that some of them are still riding, some are still competing. One of my, one of just probably the most talented kids I had is now she runs a trail riding business, you know, and she buys Arabians and breaks them and puts them in her trail thing. And it's, it's just super neat, you know, and that was a kid that had success at the national level in showing, but just found that the trails were her passion. So um, it's really exciting to see that just opening their doors to what's possible, which is one of the reasons why I like exposing them to everything, because then the kid can find that thing that they're truly passionate about and, um, you know, can grow up doing horses. But I just saw um, – you know, a kid that I had when she was five years old, she's 25 now, and she just showed at Scottsdale in an adult amateur class. And I, I don't know, it's just a pretty cool feeling um, when they stick, when they love it enough to stick with it, you know? Well, and I know for myself, and I talk to other folks that either were a kid growing up in horses or they've been a parent with kids, their own kids with horses or both, and the, the, the things that horses teach you that are so far beyond the actual riding of the horse itself. There's yeah. a lot of lessons in life. There are so many life lessons on a day-to-day basis. And you know that any horse person knows this, but when you see the children grow up and how they're just, they have an incredible work ethic, 
because everything is easier than working with horses, you know. They, they, they're on time for everything because they've gone to horse shows and know what it means to miss a class. You know, there's so many lessons about horses passing away and dealing with that, letting go. And, you know, right. there's a lot, a lot. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that, not to mention that, you know, I've had kids go through a lot of trauma and I've really seen the horses completely save their lives and really heal them. You know, I say all the time that horses are healers and I see it every day, Um, you know. So there's that aspect on top of everything else. And I think Arabians, because they're so sensitive and so intuitive, I think is a breed that they're really exceptional at, at, you know, providing support for kids and young adults when they need it. Well, listen, we love the program. We're big fans of your program and um, what Amel Arab is helping allow you to do out there. If anyone had any questions or wanted to reach out to you personally, what is your, your email address for the Arabian Horse Riding Academy? Yeah, our email address address is um, Arabian HRA, so it stands for Arabian Horse Riding Academy, Arabian HRA at gmail.com. Well, that is awesome. Nedra, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you being a champion and a leader in our industry. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Over and out for We Love Arabian Horses, and we will bring you some new podcasts soon. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening today, and watch for our upcoming podcasts. We Love Arabian Horses is an ambassador community that promotes Arabian horses with fellow horse lovers globally. If you loved this podcast and would like to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe to We Love Arabian Horses on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share ideas for topics and guests with us, and to learn more about sponsorship opportunities, email us at hello at weloveArabianHorses.com. Thank you again for listening.